visit patreon.com slash sword and laser. Sword and Laser hopes you will enjoy this program. Hey everyone, welcome to the Sword and Laser. I'm Veronica Belmont. And I'm Tom Merritt. Sword and Laser is a book club, but it's so much more. We bring you author interviews, news from the world of science fiction and fantasy, and of course, awesome discussions from fans just like you. How's it going, Veronica? I've been better. (laughs) I have have a residual sinus infection, Uh um, which has given me a sore throat. This is my third one this year. Like, what is happening? Are you allergic to Canada? Maybe. Oh, gosh, it's the worst. And then because of the, you know how when you get like post, this is so gross. Trigger warning if you can't listen to things about like gagging or coughing and that kind of stuff. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> so I was like, the mornings are the worst because I'm all congested and it's all gotten into my chest and whatnot. Mm. And I was coughing and trying to get out like a big like hunka hunka. And I broke a big blood vessel under my eye. So like when I was pregnant and like throwing up a lot, I got a lot, I broke blood vessels, but usually in my eyelid Mm. and like under my eyebrow. So it just worked. Never really under my eye. Yeah. But this time this was like, it looks like I got in a bar fight. Like it looks like I got punched. You should see the other person. Yeah. Well, he got, he's down the drain. He's, he's, he's a ball of mucus. He's on the wet willy from hell. Um, not wet willy. What was I trying to say? Swirly, swirly, swirly 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 from hell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So that's how, so I look not amazing. My hair looks great today. But Your hair like, does look on point. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. But the, the eye thing is a little distracting. I think the eye just adds character. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank mm. you. How are you? I'm fine. In good. Good. I'm good. good. <laughs> yeah. It's hot, but you know, we're not unusual mm-hmm. or even the hottest place. So I'm not going to complain much. Oh, and that's why we didn't have an episode last week because I was, my throat was so sore from the sinus infection that I couldn't talk. I feel like so many people I know are sick and there, there is still COVID going around, but like so many people I know are sick with not COVID. Right. Yeah. It's not COVID. I tested and it's not at all. It's, I I get sinus infections. I know exactly what it feels like. And that was exactly that. Mm. So good times. Besides cold medicine, what are you eating or what are you nomming? What are we now? I got an air fryer for my birthday. Oh, congrats. Wait, your birthday's you. not even happened yet. You're already getting presents. That's awesome. Well, yeah, I that's what I asked Happy for. Happy birthday and this week. Thank you. It's uh Friday. And um I was I was like, I want an air fryer. And Ryan was like, that's kind of a weird gift, but okay. No, <laughs> that's an like, adult gift. And also, and also I want it now. Eileen got an air fryer. Was it last year or the year before from my sister for her birthday? So, oh, nice, yeah. nice, yeah. nice. So I got the vortex, the, uh, the, my friend, my friend, Lisa, who introduced me to air fryers initially years ago, (laughs) um, calls it the, the Hummer of air fryers. Really? So I was, I felt very like, so it's incredibly energy inefficient. (laughs) (laughs) So everyone says, isn't it just a convection oven? Licorice asks. Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. It's a specialty convection oven. There's nothing wrong with that. Small. But it does other things. It does a lot of things that also an oven can do as well, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. bake or broil 
but it's small. The the nice cute. thing about our air fryer, because we have a Tavala, which has a convection oven in it, so we can theoretically do all the air frying uh, in that, but it's not built for it. Whereas the mm-hmm. air fryer we have has a basket and everything. It's just yeah. more convenient. Technically, no, it. you don't need it, uh, but it's it's designed for the air fryer type of things you want to do. Yeah, so I'm still dialing it in, um, but I had really good luck. I made some uh, some uh, tofu tonight. Yeah, I air fried some tofu bites, with a little cornstarch, and those were pretty good. I got to dial that in a little bit though; they're a little too crunchy, so yep. I got to take it down a few notches. But I feel like I'm going to get there. Then, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I had some broccoli Alfredo pasta today. Oh, nice. Yeah, in the nice. aforementioned tavala that I just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still don't understand that thing. It's a smart oven. It's a smart oven. So it's steamer, convection, bake, broil. Uh, How big is it? It's like bigger than a toaster oven, but not by much. It's like microwave size, right? Like a big microwave. Um, So it's countertop. And it has the ability for you to program all those different functions. So you could have it steam for a couple minutes and then bake and then go back to steam or whatever. And because of that, they have recipes so you can put together your own ingredients, put it in there and say, make the salmon. And it comes out great because they do a little steaming, a little baking. Right? Mm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. They also sell their own meals, which we do a lot. Um, so you get these little aluminum trays with stuff and you put them in there and you scan the QR code and then it just bakes it, makes it perfectly. Um, and they started partnering with grocery stores so that like Trader Joe's, for instance, if you're mm-hmm. making Trader Joe's orange chicken, you just scan the UPC code on the oh, orange chicken smart. packet and it's like, oh, okay, I, I'm, you're making orange chicken. Great. Just hit this that's button. And it tie, everything's that's, timed I out. would like that. Yeah. I would like that as part of my, my air fryer package. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then we also it's have an air fryer device. for when we want to do actual air frying. So yeah. yeah. Cause I'm like, I want to keep like, like with the veggie chicken patties that I have, I was like, how, what's, how long should I put these yeah, in for? Yeah. It's nice to just, like, I wish I could just scan it and know, yep. but yeah. You just yep. look it up. Yeah, this uh, was the, one more thing from Licorice. So your oven is not like the the juice thing because I was going to say no. this too. It's yes. not like a juicero. No, it's where not. like, but <laughs> also like, what happens? Will you still be able to eat those meals if your oven breaks? Like, is there? Well, they're fresh. Like, they're, the, they're delivered. Oh, okay. They're delivered weekly. They're not frozen. So you, can, you can still access them. Yeah, it's and, it's like, just like buying a. <laughs> open it's bag. basically like buying a meal kit. Right. Mm-hmm. Except there's less chopping and stuff. Um, and, and then you'd put them in and make them. But I yes. prefer to think that it's like a powder and like the <laughs> oven, like somehow substantiate, substantiates it. Turns it into food. <laughs> it turns yeah. it into food. Yeah. Like and the, only that oven can do the, it. The broccoli pasta came with a packet of Parmesan cheese and then the pasta sauce and broccoli in a little aluminum tray. And I just took the wrapper off the top of the tray, a little plastic sheet off the top of the tray, poured the Parmesan in, scanned the QR code and made it. Mm-hmm. So it, I, I don't think that's the same as the Juicero where it was pretending no, to press no, no. juice, even though it was already pressed. This is just ready to eat meals that, that are cooked. They're, they're cooked particularly. So they have recipes and stuff. Well, this is almost a, uh, uh, 20% of our podcast has been used up by talking about, uh, what are we nomming today? So maybe yeah. we should move on to the quick burns. Quick burns. 
Rogo and John, uh, both were among the folks who let us know the Hugo Award finalists have been announced. And the nominations for Best Novel are The Doctor, The Daughter, <laughs> The Daughter of Dr. Moreau by Sylvia Moreno Garcia, The Kaiju Preservation Society by John Scalzi, Legends and Lattes by Travis Baldry, Woo. Nona the Ninth by Tamsin Muir. Nettle and Bone by T. Kingfisher, and The Spare Man by Mary Robinette Cole. Uh, full list is available at the web, and uh, sadly, the fan cast nominations did not include, uh, I believe John wrote it this way, our humble but esteemed group. Not this time around, but thanks to everybody who nominated us. I know some of you did. Losers. We're still losers. <laughs> Uh, Mark had a little more on the Hugo finalist. Legends like he's of just lattes. ignoring me. He's like, he won't even, he won't even let me wallow. He's just like moving on past. We're not like, wallowing. Nope, not gonna, not, not gonna wallowing in baseball. This. Also, this is not gonna entertain baseball. this. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Legends and lattes and nettle and bone both have ampersands in the title and were mm. sword and laser picks. We also have an ampersand in our title. We do. Mm-hmm. We do. Uh, sword and label. Sword and ladle. Sword and Laser read the first... Maybe we should change it. We talked about food so much. Sword and Laser read the first novel in three of the best series nominations, Rivers of London, Children of Time, and The Locked Tomb. Travis Baldry, author of Legends and Lattes, was nominated for Astounding Award for Best New Writer. Mm. And in the latest podcast, Tom and Veronica, that's us, touched on the fact that all Sword and Laser discussions must include Scalzi, Something Scalzi about charging Scalzi for each mention of Scalzi. So in line with our new Scalzi directive, please note that Scalzi's novel, The Kaiju Preservation Society by John Scalzi, was nominated for Best Scalzi Novel. You're you're picking up what we're throwing down. <laughs> Thank we're you, gonna Mark. We're going to start sending him an invoice. Mark understood the assignment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. Terp Kristen. Oh, uh, Related to the Hugos said, it looks like voting is open for those who are members or supporting members. Uh, the words seem a little different on the Chengdu Worldcon site, but that's the gist. And Count Zero Or noted that SB Divya declined her Hugo Award na- nomination and was very, mm. very polite mm-hmm. and kind and appreciative, uh, but uh, just basically said, uh, she petitioned against it being held in China, does not agree with China's treatment of the Uyghur people in the Xinjiang province, and believes that, uh, therefore, she can't in good conscience, conscience makes up the nomination. Right on. Yeah. That's that's great. I mean, I don't know how to respond to that. I can't. I, I want to say, like, that's great. Good for her. But also, I, that doesn't feel the right thing to say. I mean, yeah, that's I know, a, but I know what you mean. It's 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 yeah. sort of like, whether you agree with her or not, you may kudos, applaud kudos her for standing, standing up, up for yeah. her principles, right? And that's that's, that's yeah. what I want to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that doesn't mean I you like don't that. agree with her either. It just means like, hey, we, we we can all appreciate someone. I thought her explanation of why she was declining the nomination was incredibly well written, which shouldn't surprise anyone because she's an incredibly good writer. Uh, but it was so well crafted to be like, I don't want in any way to think I am unappreciative. But let me right. explain. This is a this is this is my decision. I'm not foisting it on anyone, but this is why I do that. And it's important that that message be heard. I, I don't know. It was just very well done. Very well done. Yeah. Pilchy says uh, the Wheel of Time is getting an animated prequel film called The White Tower. This is information um, over from IGN. Uh, the film will focus on the stronghold of the Aes Sedai. Um, so that's pretty exciting. 
Yeah. Animated, eh? Yeah, they did this with, um, on Netflix, they did this with The Witcher, right? They did some animated prequel side story stuff. So that seems to be a, that seems to be a move. That Um, was good. That was pretty good. Yeah. And I I thought The Wheel of Time uh, on Amazon was well done too. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious about this and looking forward to that. Uh, Terp Kristen wanted us to note big news for Nettie Okorafor. Uh, it finally has been announced that she sold a novel called The African Futurist to HarperCollins and, uh, slash William Morrow. Amazing. Ah, that's so cool. Congrats. So is this is this going to be their first full-length novel? Is it? No, that can't be right. Oh, okay. It's just a new one, but it's, it's, and it's, I I was thinking, I was thinking short stories, but that, that, that's not right. None of this, none of what I'm saying is correct. It's just a big deal. It's a big, big deal. (laughs) And that's amazing. And Nettie Okorafor said uh, on Twitter, this novel has been coming for 30 years. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Uh, So yeah, it seems like something uh, that's been in the works for quite a long time. Yeah. So this is what actually she said on Facebook yesterday. And so this will kind of bring it home. I'm not a debut author. I'm in my late forties. No one told me to write this or guided the content. I wrote this from the gut through pain and because of the loss of my sister, which is why it's dedicated to her. This book, like all my books, except the series sold as a finished book. I will never forget what it felt like to have all of the world's top publishers fighting to buy this one. To be clear, the African futurist is one novel that sold for this amount. It's not a multi-book deal. Surreal. Yeah, it's a seven-figure deal. I think that's the other headline there. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Congratulations. Amazing. All right. And then Mark says that the International Association of Media Tie-In Writers announced nominees for the Scribe Awards for Superior Works published in 2022. And for Original Speculative Novel, The League of Legends Ruination by Anthony Reynolds, Marvel Crisis Protocol Shadow Avengers by Carrie Harris, Star Trek Original Series Harm's Way by David Mack, Star Trek Strange New Worlds High Country by John Jackson Miller, and World of Warcraft Sylvanas by Christy Golden. Victory for Sylvanas. Well, Victory I, I mean, for Sylvanas. I mean, I, I I wish all of them well, but, you know, I think I... And then there's there's a, there's a great list of more that include Dark Doctor Lady Who, Lady. author, like, writing, Murder, She Wrote. That's amazing. Uh, Squirrel Girl, Star Trek Prodigy. Lots of good stuff in yeah. here, so check it out. Very cool. Thank you, Mark. Uh, Seth wanted us to know that Octavia Butler's Parable of the Sower is becoming Whoa. an opera. Wow. Yeah. Uh, That's incredible. It's uh, set in 2024. (laughs) There's a climate crisis driving people out of their homes. Gun violence and drug use are rampant. And in the sequel, an authoritarian politician promises to make America great again. That's fictional novel. Parable of the Sower. (laughs) It's a phrase that Butler, Butler, as noted in the article, observed Ronald Reagan using on the campaign trail during his successful 1980 presidential run. Yeah. So there was a a great episode of of a podcast I listened to from C-SPAN where they went through the archives and found all the people who have used that phrase uh, in the past um, Mm -hmm. before 2016. Mm -hmm. That does sound interesting. Anyway, opera. Very cool. Yeah. Rehearsing now. Very cool. 
Christy says uh, the shortlist for the Ursula K. Le Guin Prize has been announced. These are all books that Christy has not heard of previously. And I don't know, Christy says, if I would have discovered on my own. I think there'd be some really good book club picks here as the topics for a lot of these, I think, would generate a lot of discussion. Yeah. Let's see what we got. We've got Wolfish by Christian M. Andrews, Arboreality by Rebecca Campbell, Spear by Nicola Griffith, Ten Planets by Yuri Herrera, translated by Lisa Dillman, The Spear Cuts Through Water by Simon Jimenez, Brother Alive by Zayn Khalid, Meet Us by the Roaring Sea by Akil Kumarasamy, Geometries of Belonging by R.B. Lemberg, and Drinking from Graveyard Wells by Yvette Lisa Mlovu. Very cool. Um, I have only read one of these, which was Spear. Um, which wow, was I haven't good. read any of these, so that you're ahead of me. This is good stuff. I have been doing really well with like reading a lot of side books recently. I've been like, I can't reading a lot of things. <laughs> I like, I just uh, yeah. I, I've I've gotten the other way. I like can I can get our pick done every yeah. month. And then I make like very slow progress on my side reads. Well, that's more than I've been able to do in the past. So good. On yeah, you. it all it all goes in waves, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Trike uh, is a big reader of Reader's Digest. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if that's true, actually, but Trike wrote uh, Reader's Digest has a list of the hundred best books of all time, and there's a lot of sci-fi fantasy books on the top ten. Uh, number five is The Shining. Number six, The Little Prince. Number seven, Fellowship of the Ring. Number eight, The Handmaid's Tale. And number nine, A Wrinkle in Time. Uh, he notes a bunch outside of the top 10, too. Number 16 is Dune. Number 19, 1984. Number 22, Fahrenheit 451. Uh, you've also got Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland Through the Looking Glass, Charlotte's Web, Slaughterhouse Five, The Giver, The Golden Compass, Never Let Me Go, The Road. The Wind Up Bird Chronicle. Wow. Hamlet. Hmm. I don't Okay. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and Brave New World. That's a good question. Yeah. Why? This is such a, maybe this is a dumb question. I don't know. There's no such thing as a dumb question. I always say before I immediately say that was a dumb question. So go ahead and ask. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Um, Fahrenheit 451 or 451, it's supposed to be, it's named after... It's 400. It's the, it's the four, 451 is the, the, you know, the temperature at which paper burns, Correct. right? That is like what that's I've why, been told. Yes. That's the name. That's why it's named that. So why do we say 451? We would never know. say it's 451 degrees outside. But it, it doesn't have hot. a degree you know I mean? mark. Is it because it would be a spoiler? It always bothers me. It <laughs> always has bothered me. Yeah. It doesn't, it, and it, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but it's never spelled with a degree mark. It's always just that spelled. Room, I know 451 degrees is way too hot and we would all be dead if it was that. I'm just using that as an example no, no, in a no. sentence. You're just saying, <laughs> why don't we say Fahrenheit 451? Yeah. Like we would say any other degree. We yeah. don't say it's 93 degrees out. <laughs> exactly. It's, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Why? No, that's, why? A good, that's a great question. Why? I, I suppose because it doesn't use the degree mark, but why doesn't it use the degree mark? I don't know. Hmm. And even then, if know. it doesn't use the degree mark, cause it says Fahrenheit. Also, you would normally say 451 degrees Fahrenheit. 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 Yeah. Is he just trying to make it sound cool? I don't know. 
I don't know, man. All right. If anyone knows feedback at swordandlaser.com, send us a message. I would really like to know. I mean, I could also look it up, I guess. Uh, All kidding aside, good question. Not a dumb question. Thank you. Not a dumb question. I just didn't know if it was like super common knowledge. Uh, Yeah. And maybe it is, but I don't know it either. That makes me feel better. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Scott says, oh, did I, did, did you finish saying all the things? Yes, you I ended did. With yes. New World at 98. Okay. I was deep in thought at that point, trying to figure out like if I had missed something about the title. Uh, Scott says Roy August's book, The Last Gifts of the Universe, won the second annual self-published science fiction competition at www.thespsfc.org. Uh, and the competition was originally conceptualized by Hugh Howie and self-pubbed author Duncan Swan. Yay. Congratulations, Rory August. That's fantastic. Very cool. All right. Well, thank you. Oh, is that the last? That was the last one, right? Yep. All right. Tom looked like he was about to talk more, so I didn't know. Usually, I do the segue to the next seg- segment. So I know I was, I was about to take. I your got segue, thrown off which my would have game. Been incredibly rude by, about me. About rude? Me? No, just kidding. It's mm. <laughs> it's all falling apart. Um, thank you so much to everyone who submitted uh, quick burns for the show. That was a little. That was a little off. That was a little off timed. It's one of those nights, eh? All right. Look, I'm saying a now. Like I've lived in Canada my whole life. How did that happen? Um, thank Hockey. you for. Mm. Back Thank you for okay. It's really about curling. Dukes. It's all about curling around here. Yeah. Um, Maple syrup. What was I saying? You can <laughs> submit them on the Discord or on Goodreads. Thank you so much. All right, now it is time for Barrier Sword, which is our feedback from the audience. Take it away, Tom. Terp Kristen, thank you for writing. Said. I'm only in the first part where Tom talks about his cookie, which obviously gives another good in, but there's a place in Northern Virginia called Midnight Treats that makes big cookies that are really good. At most, I can eat like half of one at once. Go to MidnightTreats.com to take a look. They have a regular selection and then specials each month or so. I bought some in February. The box they're in is like the box for a small pizza. They also ship... Should anyone be interested? That said, I've also had the cookies Tom mentioned, and they are pretty good, aren't good too, even though I'm not the biggest fan of chocolate. Oh, order nationwide shipping. Dang it. But Levain's, Levain's will ship to you. Levain's was the cookie I was talking about last time. That's uh, right. But That's wow, right. Midnight Treats, that, that looks incredible. Thank you. While we're talking about time. shipping things, I'm curious, is anyone in the audience who live in Canada mm. or who knows of an international shipper know of good tropical and carnivorous plant nurseries that ship in Canada. I'm having trouble finding good reputable ones. Car- car- carnivorous. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. That's my new thing. Hmm. I have a, um, <laughs> never mind. Um, yeah, so that's, that's my you have a mysterious black interest. eye and a need for carnivorous plants. This is starting to feel like a writing prompt. Let's say a need. (laughs) Need is a little intense. Does anyone know any disreputable carnivorous plant vendors? Asked one. I said reputable. Oh, reputable. Reputable. Sorry, Duongo and I misheard. Yeah, yeah. Reputable. Reputable. Thank you. Yeah. I just, you know, using the hive mind to help me. Um, Cookies. Yeah, I would love, I, I do love. Now Sarah is laughing at me because I'm a vegetarian who loves carnivorous plants. 
Listen, I have a choice. I have the privilege of being able to make that decision for myself. I do not judge other animals. I only eat plants that eat meat. (laughs) (laughs) I don't eat my eat meat. Is that your your end around? You're like, I only eat plants, but they're all carnivorous. Oh, my goodness. Okay, moving on. That was, you know. That's fine. Uh, John Taloni writes, uh, ah, that was cool getting mentioned on the podcast, but if it happens again, I request my full name be used. Johnny, Johnny, Bobani, Banana, Fana, Fofani, Me, My, Mo, Mani, Taloni. <laughs> there you go. Now it's happened again. All right. Uh, what do you mean now it's happened again? That he got mentioned on the show. Oh, thank you for writing in. Johnny Bonnie, Johnny Johnny Bobani, Banana Fana Fufani, Me My Mo Money Taloni. Yeah, every time. Every yeah. time we mention. Every time we, we mention him, them. we're not going to say it again. <laughs> uh, what are we nomming when we land on another world is a thread started by Jan. So are you enjoying any special food, drink, or snack while reading Planetfall? Anything inspired by the book? Was there any food or drink mentioned? This is the thread for all of that. As for a cocktail, which has become Jan's tradition to kick off the what are we nomming thread for each book pick, I have failed to find anything related to the book, so I'm proposing to you my favorite current summer cocktail besides the hugo the aperol spritz or a cold grapefruit shandy it's a limoncello and tonic pretty simple two ounces limoncello five ounces tonic water pour the limoncello into an ice filled glass stir until ice cold top up with tonic water that sounds delicious it sounds very summery right yeah that sounds great i would love that why does it feel like everybody who's making nice drinks always has tonic water on hand? I feel like everybody has tonic water all the time. I don't have tonic water. I only have like carbonated water. I think if you make tonic water drinks all the time, you tend to have it on hand more often. Mm, okay. so it's yeah, kind I'm of not a, cocktailing enough to like have it stocked. It's a chicken and an egg problem. Yeah. yeah. Or it's a gin yeah. and a tonic problem. Yeah. Which came first, well, the gin or the tonic? The tonic. Yeah. Well, I think the tonic probably came it. first. I mean, oh. the limoncello, you put the limoncello in first. So. Yeah. What are these cute pictures of Captain Kirk eating funny food? Oh, that's <laughs> that's just uh, Trike pointing out that most space food is from a tube. Mm, but mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, Star Trek mm-hmm. uh, has an exception. Tom Ahome, uh suggested calamari for Planet Fall because we got the tentacles. That's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a super good one. Great choices. Great choices. Everyone. They said they had a very like replicator like technology as well. Yeah. Um. So that's, that's always been my dream. That's the dream. It's like, and, and of course here also, um, uh, Jan was mentioning a guardian article about 3d printed food yeah, from this year. That would be appropriate. Yeah. That would be appropriate. Um, so that would be it's it's close. It's not replicator level yet, but it's it's on the right track, I would say. Ruth Tiltab suggested seeds, and Trike pointed out that coconuts are seeds. So yeah. any kind of coconut dish then. Good one. Good one. All right. Uh well, speaking of the book and things that happen in the book, should we jump into a little bit of uh check-in on a non-spoilery rather check-in? Non-spoilery, on yeah, because we're not By quite to the end of the month. Um, but uh uh we have a conversation from um where wait, where'd it go? 
conversation about directed evolution and its portrayal in Planetfall that devolved into a conversation about how cute pugs are. Uh, and my commentary was, this is sword and laser at its best. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. I can't, re- I feel like I can't read this thread. I didn't include it originally because it, it has a lot of spoilery stuff in it. Um, so I think, so I was like worried about diving into this thread too much, but the, but it was very interesting. And so I, I do definitely urge you if you are far along in the book or just interested in, you know, not really caring about spoilers perhaps or whatever, um, really, really, really good thread threaded by, uh, Johnny Bunny, Bobani, Banana, Fanafo, Fani, Me, My, Momani, Johnny, Taloni. I can non-spoilery summarize which is okay. there is a a discussion about uh, whether or not humanity's entire evolution was directed or not uh, that is related to the themes of Planetfall. Uh, mm-hmm. Trike uh, jumped in and, and had some good thoughts on this. And then Tassie Dave uh, said, whenever anyone mentions intelligent design, I'm reminded of this meme. Uh, and the meme is a wolf, very proud looking wolf, product mm-hmm. of evolution, and then a goofy looking pug, product of intelligent design. Uh, <laughs> it's a classic meme. And Trike says, I'm a fan of pugs. Our house is literally named Pug Acres North. Uh, and then everyone just started talking about Trike's pugs and how cute they are. And that's love it. That's what makes they me are love cute. Our, our group. <laughs> My, I have, there's a, there's a favorite meme, meme of mine where it's like, um, it shows like a wolf talking to like a, a toy poodle or something. And he's like, what happened? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I just wanted a snack and a safe place to eat. And how do you, how'd you get here? Kind of deal. I think that's funny. Uh, how are you feeling about planet fall by Emma Newman? I finished it. Um, yeah. I listened to no the spoilers, audiobook. but yeah. Impressions. Um, Hmm. There's another thread about this where the author who I'm forgetting who started the thread because I did not include it mentioned like, is this a sci-fi book? And I, it is a sci, it's definitely a sci-fi book for many, many reasons. But I think the, the core, it's really more of a, like a a humanity book, which I think all the best sci-fi really is. Um, And also definitely the, the most, intense, visceral, and and true to life, I think, depiction of some of the 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 issues and and experiences that the the protagonist is experiencing um, with her anxiety disorder and and the uh fallout from that. And the very gut-wrenching, I would say, reactions to to that from the other colonists. Um which I found very intense and upsetting and maddening really. Um, well, that's a poor, that's a poor choice of words to use to describe this situation. Um, frustrating and, and anger making and yeah, upsetting, I think would be the best, the best words to describe it for me. Uh, rage inducing. Um, so yeah, that's, it was for me, that's how I felt in that particular scene. Um, that I don't want to get into. That was that was uh, later on in the story, but I did like the ending. I did like the ending. It, it, it went a long way around, and I'm not sure how I felt about the journey overall to get there. 
but I did, I did like the ending. So there is we'll a continuation a about, of the story too. She wrote, she yes. continued the story in future books. Um, I think when someone brings up, is this science fiction or not? It is quite often, uh, the book didn't meet my expectations because rarely are we reading a book that isn't science fiction. Uh, I don't think we've ever done it, but we've definitely had books that played with a lot of themes that defy expectations that aren't squarely in the center of the genre. And usually that's when somebody goes, wait, is this really science fiction? It's got vampires in it. Uh, And that's because their expectation was not vampires or their expectation was not a meditation on psychology, which is what I consider Planetfall to be. Um, I don't think that makes it not science fiction. Uh, That makes it not the kind of science fiction you were expecting and maybe not the kind of science fiction you like. And those are both fair things to say. Um, Mm -hmm. Getting into arguments about where the lines around a genre uh, are, I guess can be fun, uh, but they're not really productive because there isn't an answer, right? It's all it's all right. opinion. So I think it's more productive to talk about, well, what what are the things that are making you ask this question? What are the things you didn't like about this story? And is it just because it's not your kind of story uh, or did you think it was not properly told uh, in some way? I am uncharacteristically unemotional about this story. Um, which you just said there was a rage inducing scene. I've read people say they couldn't even finish it because it was so upsetting to them in various ways, sometimes because mm-hmm. of the anxiety, sometimes because of what you were talking about, where they get angry about how people are behaving in the, and I, I, <laughs> I hate to say this, but I found some of it kind of unsurprising and I mm. don't know why maybe I'm mm. dead inside. I'm perfectly willing to admit that, but no, I think, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know if it was the, I, maybe it's a defense mechanism to the hard themes. Cause I have no disputation of why I, I, when I see people, I'm like, yes, I can see why that's upsetting. Yes. I can see why this, you know, could put you in a headspace. That's not, you know, something you want to stay in. I totally, I'm not disagreeing with any of that, but I just read this and I was like, yeah, yeah. 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 And it didn't affect yeah. me. That's not to say I didn't even like the story. I did like the story, but sometimes I just get, I get elated or I get drawn in or I get excited and it wasn't happening right. with me. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to know what happened. I wanted the mystery. I wanted to know how it was all going to play out. Um, so I think that was, that was a lot of the impetus for me to keep going forward. I, I was curious about was the a, nature it, of things, you know. I think like, this was a type two fun book for me. Hmm. Are you familiar with the fun types? Yes, but I but I don't remember what type two is. So tell me. Okay, so type one fun is is fun, and you had fun, and it was fun while you were doing it. Type two fun is it was not fun while you were doing it, but you're glad you did it, uh-huh. and you look back on it fondly. Gotcha. Basically, yeah, yeah. Type three fun is it was not fun while you were doing it and you are not happy you did it and you wish you had not done it, basically. That's not fun. This was like (laughs) type three is not fun. It's not fun. It's like someone's trying to maybe convince you that you were having fun. Yeah, okay. I got you. You know, like let's go white water. It's something that people accept as fun, but you didn't have any of the fun. Yeah, Yeah, and you're like, I'm drowning this entire time and I hate this and I wish I had never done this. That tracks. Um, yeah. So this was like a type two fun read for me. Um 
And I think I felt that way around three body problem, which I've discussed in the past as well. Like it was like, I don't know if I like enjoyed reading it while I was reading it. I'm glad I read it for various reasons. And that's enough sometimes. I don't know if I almost said that about this book, but then I checked myself. I'm like, but have you thought about it once since you put it down? And I have to say, not really. It some and usually a type two fun book for me is one where I'm like, oh, but it really got me thinking. And I, I was, you know, I was drawing lessons from the stories later. Uh, that, that didn't happen with me with this one. So, yeah. I don't know. All right. Well, now we know. Yeah. I like that. I like um, the type, types of fun, though. That's that's good. Yeah. Yeah. This is I it's a it's a scale I go back to quite often. Like, like when I'm doing something, usually riding uphill on a mountain bike. Almost exclusively when I'm riding uphill on a mountain bike. bike. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I hate this. This is the worst thing I've ever done. done. I don't want to, I don't want to do the, be doing this anymore. And then I'm going downhill and I'm like, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. So definite type two fun. All right. That uh, wraps up this episode. So we'll, we'll do a a final podcast about uh, planet fall uh, in two weeks. um, Cause we'll be off next week. Any hints Um, on what you're going to pick for August? I don't know yet. There's so many, like all the best of lists are out right now. I'm feeling a lot of pressure after fourth wing. (laughs) Like I want to pick a good one. Like, ah, oh man, don't, it's going to be really hard. Don't succumb to the pressure of the naysayers. They're just loud. and I just want people to like me. Yeah. You want people to like the book. If books. you want people to like you, don't pick a book. <laughs> That's the only way to please everyone. It's the only way. Um, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll figure something. I'll figure something out tomorrow. I'll figure something out. T- I will figure something out tomorrow. The pick will come out says, tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar. Or the pick will come out tomorrow. I'll decide on things to read tomorrow. Type two fun. <laughs> I can't sing well either. It's, that it's was the sinus like infection. A, that That's was why like I an sound angel. so bad. I was like, sure. where did Veronica go? Who replaced her with this brilliant this singer? Absolute this, angel. Yeah, this angelic voice. Oh my God. I feel like I need to cough up a lung now. <laughs> it was like too much air passing over my, yeah, sorry about that. That's okay. It's all good. Um, that's an episode folks. Thank you so much for listening. Y'all are the best. Uh, and our show is currently entirely funded by you, our patrons. Thank you so much to all the folks who back our show. If you want to help support us, you can head over to patreon.com slash sword and laser. You can also support the show by buying books through our links. Find links to the books we talk about and some of our favorites at swordandlaser.com slash picks. Send us an email feedback at swordandlaser.com. Why is it called Fahrenheit 451, for example? Where can you get the best carnivorous plants? I don't know. You tell me. Only care if they've shipped to Canada, though. Otherwise, don't 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 write it to me because don't waste it, my time. It won't, it won't do any good. Um, or you can follow us on Instagram and threads at Sword and Laser and on the other places too with that same handle. Uh, you can join in on all the discussions at goodreads.com slash sword and laser or on our Discord. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.
This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.